Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Do you feel like you're the only young person who cares about your Catholic faith? Do you look around at Mass and only see silver foxes? We're Jake and Kathy, a young adult married couple, and we're here to tell you, you're not alone. That's why it's time to get Truth Pops. You're going to get a podcast designed specifically for you, a young adult Catholic in a pop culture world. The countdown is on for Truth Pop. We'll connect Christ into culture. Sports Yak Podcast brought to you by Look Trailers, searching for dedicated people to join their team. They're hiring immediately for skilled positions, including welders, starting at $21 to $25 per hour. Located only 24 minutes from Goshen, 9 minutes from White Pigeon, Michigan. Visit LookTrailers.com. Look Trailers is an equal opportunity employer. Do you like sports? Because we like sports. Let's talk about sports. It's Sports Jack. Sports Jack. It's Sports Jack. And welcome to episode 307 of the Sports Jack podcast. You mean the Greg Luzinski episode? Who's that guy? The Bull. Greg Luzinski spent 14 years in the big leagues, the first 10 with the Philadelphia Phillies. Then he spent four years with the Chicago White Sox, helped them to a division title in 1983. Once had home runs in five consecutive games, which is a White Sox franchise mark. He's the bull, the pride of Niles, Illinois. He's Greg Luzinski, who hit 307 home runs in his big league career and thus gets episode 307. Family Broadcasting Corporation. In association with the Studio DNA Podcast Network, presents Sports Yak. One host knows sports. And who's right there? The other doesn't know sports, but somehow they meet in the middle. It's on the way! It is! Here's your host, Corey Mann. Get your big butt out of here! And Indiana Sports Broadcast Hall of Famer, this one will be relived, Chuck Freebie. Forever! My son asked me over the weekend if I enjoyed watching golf, watching the Masters, and I said, for one specific reason, on the last day, it's not the last putt, it's not the last hole-in-one or whatever, it's when they take their hat off and how white their forehead is. (laughs) I find that very amusing. Oh, okay. You don't get caught up in the foliage of Augusta National and the beauty of the magnolia trees and the blooming azaleas and all of that? I don't. Oh, well, it... I find it very scenic. Okay. I, I enjoy that. And typically that tournament comes down to the back nine on the last day. 
And that was the case again this year. Hideki Matsuyama made a surge on Saturday. Uh, There was a rain delay at Augusta. Uh, Hideki, instead of going into the clubhouse with the other players and sitting around talking, Hideki speaks very little English. And so he went out to his car and played Candy Crush during the rain delay. Did he really? Yeah. (laughs) And uh, then the rain delay ends, and he comes back, and the rain has a tendency to soften the green. Sure. And so Matsuyama took advantage of the rain and birdied six of the last eight holes on Saturday and took a sizable three-stroke lead into the final round at Augusta National. That lead built to six by the time he made the turn for the back nine. And then I think the 29-year-old started to feel the pressure a little bit of being the first golfer from not only Japan, but really from Asia to ever lead the Masters at that point. And Matsuyama on 15 puts one into the water. And his playing partner, Xander Shoffley, just missed an eagle putt which would have brought him within one stroke, but he hit the birdie putt. So he's within two strokes with three holes to play, and now it looks like anybody's tournament. And then Xander Shoffley puts one into the water himself. Meanwhile, Matsuyama kind of recovers, but not really. He's still not playing terrific golf. And there's a young man from Wake Forest named Will Zalatoris who nobody has ever heard of before. Let's put it this way. Five years ago at the ACC golf tournament when he was playing at Wake Forest, all five Clemson golfers scored better than Will Zalatoris. Yet he must have made some improvement because here he is playing in the Masters, Mm -hmm. and he winds up at, I think, nine under par. Shoots a final round 70. And all of a sudden, because everybody else is playing poorly, he's in second place, sitting in the clubhouse, watching Matsuyama finish and and probably hoping, hey, maybe he puts one in the woods or something like that. Well, sure enough, Hideki puts one in a sand trap in 18. Now he gets out of there, misses the putt, but he had a little one-foot tap in for the win, uh, which gives him the first Masters Championship, not only of anybody from Japan, but anybody from any Asian country. Hideki Matsuyama is a big deal in Japan because he's kind of like their national golfer. There are a couple of off-site PGA tournaments over in Japan that players go and play in, and they say Matsuyama is followed around in Japan the way Tiger Woods is followed around the U.S. Sure. I mean, huge crowds following him. So the fact that he's won the Masters now is only going to add to his legend over there. And there was a lot of speculation in the broadcast on both Saturday and Sunday that Matsuyama will probably now be the guy that lights the torch for the Olympic Games in Tokyo this summer Mm. because... You know, he's the national hero right now. And that because he's only 29 and he's got a long career ahead of him, over the course of his career, his endorsements will probably earn him a billion dollars. (laughs) 
I think of that scene in Forrest Gump where mom hands the paddle to him. He's like, I don't use this paddle. You don't have to play with it. Just pose with it. So he'll have his golf club. Right. He'll have his hat. He'll have his gloves. Well, that's the thing. I mean, most most golfers, and and my wife was awakened to this over the weekend, most golfers look like NASCAR drivers when they're out there with their shirts. Because you'll All have a shirt logo, little logo up here on the collar, little logo across the chest, another one on the sleeve, maybe one on the back of the shirt. And before before you know it, you got five or six sponsors on there. Yeah. And you wear the cap, that's another one. And so you're making money just being out there. Mm-hmm. And imagine this guy in Japan. He's not competing with all these other golfers in America for sponsorships. He's Japan's golfer. <laughs> and one of the things he said through his interpreter uh, afterwards is he hopes that it will open up golf to many more people in Japan and that in in some ways he would be the Tiger Woods of Japan. Tiger opened up golf to a lot of minority communities here and, and we found a lot more minority People playing golf after Tiger had his initial success, and Matsuyama may be able to do the same. Yeah, some young kid sees that and goes, I want to do what he's doing. Right. We got a little golf in on vacation. Did you? Miniature golf. How'd the windmills treat you? I got a 58, my wife got a 63, my son got a 64. So, congratulations on your victory. Thank you. Uh, Clown's mouth? Was there a clown's mouth? There was not, and the green jacket did not fit this time. Well... Yeah, we. I, I'm proud of you, though, for starting the workout regimen. Got to get this under control. There was one hole where one family member had 11 shots. Oh, no. 11. Isn't there supposed to be a limit? Uh, I don't know. Was there we anybody the, playing behind you? Uh, well, they kept us very separated, you okay. know, because of COVID stuff. But uh, we asked for the harder, the harder, uh, what Course? would it be, 14 holes? Was 18, that 18? 18 holes. Were there 18? Yeah. It was fun. Very good. I got ice cream. <laughs> Congratulations. As you can see. Look Trailers is searching for dedicated people to join their team. They're hiring immediately for skilled positions, including welders, starting at $21 to $25 per hour. If you're looking for work in a great atmosphere that's focused on safety, working smart, and bettering the team every day, then Look Trailers is for you. They're located only 24 minutes from Goshen and just 9 minutes from White Pigeon, Michigan. Their family of brands include Look Trailers, Pace American, Cargo Express, and Everlight Trailers. Fly online at looktrailers.com today. Look Trailers is an equal opportunity employer. All right, let's move on to the Windy City. I kind of kept my eye on uh, baseball scores. Cubs would win, Cubs would lose, Cubs would lose. They're four and five. And Corey, in six of their first nine games, they have had five hits or less. Now, my wife, yesterday, as we were listening on the radio, going back and forth to retrieve the dog from my mom's house, my wife was yelling at the pitcher who was allowing runs to score. And the pitching the last two days from Zach Davies and Trevor Williams has been subpar at best. What does yelling sound like in the car with Diane at the pitcher? Get this guy out of there. Why is he still in there? (laughs) Okay. But my problem is with the offense. Corey, I'm not a fat man. Okay? I I mean, I tiptoe on the Toledos and I'll, I'll weigh over two bills 
but I, I don't consider myself a fat man. Okay. And my weight is larger than the batting average of all but three Cubs. They can't hit to save their souls. I said in the sportscast this morning, it's like they're hitting with wet newspapers. You can actually hear that sound. <laughs> and, I mean, Javi hit a home run yesterday, and that was the offense. They they would get men on base and fail to deliver. They left 23 men on base in the last two games of the series against Pittsburgh. A Pittsburgh team, by the way, that is largely projected to finish last in the National League Central. The Cubs have had six games with them already, and they've only managed to split those six games. So they're four and five, and in fourth place in the National League Central. And David Ross is saying what you would expect David Ross to say, which is, it's a long season. We're early. Give us time. We have time. It's not like last year where it was a 60-game sprint. Okay, it's nine out of 162. We're not even, we're just barely over 5% of the way through the season. But you're seeing some alarming tendencies that have been there and been there and been there. And one of the problems for this Cubs team is they don't seem to be able to hit anything that spins. Mm. If it's a curveball or a slider, I mean, how many times are you going to see Javi Baez just flail at breaking balls outside of the strike zone? Rizzo is hitting a buck 58 right now. He's Jock Peterson. Jock Peterson is flat out awful. This was my fear when they picked him up. And then I saw spring training. I thought, oh, well, maybe I was wrong. Because I've been wrong before, Corey. But I was right on Jock Peterson, who's hitting 138. Let me list you some Cub batting averages. Okay, Jake Marisnik barely plays. He's hitting 300. Javi is at 242, and right now he seems like the offensive savior. Pause button. Where should they be? Well, a good batting average is 275 or above. Okay. Okay. 275 or above is and if you're if you're one of the power hitters, they can live with 250 if you're belting home runs all over the place. Chris Bryant, 233. Wilson Contreras, 200. Jason Hayward, 172. Mm. Ian Happ 160. Jock Peterson, 138. Ouch. Anthony Rizzo, 133. Ooh. David Bodie, 100. Wow. Yee. This is not good, kids. Can Jake hit? Arietta? Yeah. He's a 166 over his career, but, I mean, you're not going to put him out there like Shohei Otani from the Angels mm-hmm. and, and play him every day. The fact of the matter is they have plenty of guys who are being paid to hit and not earning their paycheck. Not hitting. So the Cubs right now have some immense problems in that area, and they go up to Milwaukee for a three-game series, and they're going to face the best pitchers that the Brewers have in this series. And so we'll see if the Cubs can make some adjustments, make some corrections. But right now, uh, they're they're not good. (laughs) They're four and five. Now, the White Sox lost a game yesterday in 10 innings by a count of 4-3 to three because one of your favorite pitchers, Garrett Crochet, couldn't get his hooks into a bunt at the end of the game. 
and thus allowed the winning run to score. But the White Sox lose to Kansas City. They're also four and five. The only thing working for them in their division is the fact that everybody else is kind of off to a slow start. So they're only a game and a half out of first place. And Tony LaRusso's team at least has been able to put some runs on the board at times, which is far more than the Cubs have been able to do. The White Sox' biggest problem has been pitching. They'll send Carlos Rodon to the mound tonight as they continue the homestand at Guaranteed Rate Field in Chicago. And uh, let's see, the Royals have left town now, so the White Sox have uh, Cleveland coming in for a three-game series. They'll have to face a really tough pitcher tonight, though, and Shane Bieber. Not Justin Bieber, Shane Bieber. He has 24 strikeouts in his first 12 innings of work this year. He's well, been really good. Earning the check? Uh, Tigers, the Tigers are what we expected them to be. Not good. They got swept by Cleveland over the weekend in Cleveland 5-2. And to make matters worse, Miguel Cabrera goes on the injured list with a bicep injury. So their best player is on the shelf for a while. And <clears throat> let's face it, we don't expect the Tigers to be good. And they're living up to that reputation. Was there some ball in our backyard uh, over at uh, Four Winds Field? Four Winds Field played host to a minor league game for the first time in a couple of years. Triple-A game between the Cubs alternates and the Tigers alternates. Okay. The sad part of that was they got about 15 minutes in and the rains came and washed it out. So they'll try again this Saturday with an alternate game between the Cubs alternates and the White Sox alternates. That's a 2 o'clock start. It's already sold out at Four Winds Field. How many fans are they allowing in? A thousand. A thousand. A thousand. And they sold those tickets out in... 20 minutes. Okay. You know, people are starved for activity around here and mm-hmm. starved to go watch baseball. And they can't go watch this Notre Dame baseball team play because of the campus rules. Uh, Notre Dame baseball lost Sunday to Georgia Tech 4-2, but Link Jarrett's team won that series 2 out of 3. Georgia Tech was ranked number 14 going into the weekend. The Irish were ranked 12, so that's a good weekend win for the Irish. Link Jarrett still has not lost an ACC series in his two-year tenure as the Notre Dame head coach. And the Irish have the best record in the ACC by half a game over the Louisville Cardinals. So things are, are looking up over on campus for the Irish baseball program. Nico Cavadas continues to swing a great bat, the Penn Star. Uh, midseason All-American, according to D1 Baseball. And, man, can he slug it. Hey, anyone else listening right now always thought that when you said tenure – that means means that you'd been there for ten years. I don't know. I can't speak for all the listeners. I, I I thought that for a while until I was corrected. Well, that's good to know that somebody did correct you. And who <laughs> who did the correcting? It was a while ago, so okay. I'm trying to remember. I'm a little foggy. Uh, NBA last night, the Bulls they made this big deal for Nikola Vucevic out of Orlando, and. Him being paired with Zach Levine gave the Bulls two big scores, and you thought, okay, this solves the problems. They're going to go on a run. The Bulls have now won three out of their last ten, and they lost last night to the worst team in the NBA, the Minnesota Timberwolves, by a count of 121 to 117. I watched the first 20 minutes and then went to bed. Yeah, you made the right call because it didn't get much better after the first 20 minutes. They had... No answers for Carl Anthony Towns. Question from the living room. Is Zach Levine the best Bulls player since the heyday? 
No, Derrick Rose was the best Bulls player since the heyday. Okay. Derrick Rose won an MVP with the Bulls. Zach Levine's a very good player, but he's not the best they've had since then. Okay. That said, the Bulls find themselves, I believe, three games out of the playoff chase right now, maybe four, behind the Knicks. The Pacers, however, are right in the thick of things. They're only a game out of that last playoff spot in the East. Karis Levert, you may remember the Pacers acquired him in a trade, and when he went through his physical, they found a heart problem, which has since been corrected for Karis Levert, and he has been a huge contributor for the Pacers. The former Michigan star had 34 last night, and they beat Memphis and so the Pacers are, are still in that playoff hunt. Although, let's be real. If you make the playoffs in the East and you're in the 8 or 7, maybe even the 6th slot, you're not, you're not beating Philadelphia, you're not beating Brooklyn, and you're not beating Milwaukee. I, I don't even know why they're going to bother with those first-round series because they'll be useless. So for the Pacers to ma- the Pacers might be better off not making the playoffs and then they can be in the draft lottery. As I was watching that game last night and you brought up how golfers look like NASCAR racers with all the endorsements, yeah. I saw a full-on car just left of the basket at the Timberwolves uh playing floor. Sure. It was a I couldn't tell what it was. They never gave it a great shot of like, "Oh, it's the new 2021 whatever." I just know it was a white car and I thought that is awfully close to the floor. They used to have those on the field at NFL games, too. Like Chevy and Ford and Dodge were big sponsors of the NFL back in the 70s. And you would just see this station wagon or this <laughs> Cadillac like on the field, on the warning track, not too far from the end zone. Yeah. And it's like, oh, no big deal. Yeah, it wasn't great product placement. They never really showed a great shot. The only thing that's going to really happen is if somebody shoots the ball towards the car, you know, in a boink. I do have a feel-good story from the NBA to share. I love those. We shared this on the Facebook page. Okay. Golden State the other night um, gave a man by the name of Aaron Taylor the chance to be their guest PA announcer. Okay. Aaron Taylor spent... 26 years at San Quentin Prison, uh, rehabilitating himself. And Steph Curry walked over to Taylor after the game, gave him a hug, shared some words with him, and had him fill in for him on the post-game interview with the TV guys. And Taylor choked up and said how surreal the whole thing was. Um, He talked about how hard he had worked in his 26 years in prison to rehabilitate himself. And he says, in the process of doing that, I just embraced the attitude that I could be more than what I was. And once I embraced that attitude that I could be more than what I was, then it was time for me to tell other people, you can be more than what you think you are. Uh, His story has been highlighted. There's a wonderful story on the Athletic uh, website, which I think you're still a subscriber Mm to. So you can read that. He spent over two decades in prison for robbery and assault with a deadly weapon. And uh, just San Quentin is only about 10 miles from the Golden Gate Bridge, so it's right there in Warriors country. During his time in prison, Taylor would announce basketball games at the prison three games a day, five days a week. 
His first interaction with the Warriors came when the team visited the prison and played a pickup game against the inmates in 2012. Wow. And Taylor did the announcing. So he's been, since he got out of prison a few months ago, he's been calling games in the Venice Beach League. And the Warriors asked him to be the guest announcer to do the PA. And um, they loved him. Said uh, it was a primetime performance. One of the players, while he was doing the post-game interview on TV, came over and doused him with a water bottle and everything. But what a what a wonderful turnaround in this man's life. First of all, to come to that realization. Then to kind of find his niche while he was in prison. Right. And to be able to take that niche outside those prison walls and be rewarded by the Warriors with an opportunity. Yeah, outside perspective, you'd be like, oh, you called games in prison? I bet you're not the greatest. But hearing that, but let's go back to the fact that the Clippers, no, the Warriors, the Warriors. played a pickup game with the prisoners. Yeah. What that probably did for morale. Oh, sure. I'm I'm blown away by it. I don't know that I've ever heard that before. Well, I mean, think of Johnny Cash going to that same prison, by the way. Yeah. To Johnny, do a live record. Yeah. So, I mean... Fascinating. That that prison has apparently a reputation for being able to bring people in and connect with the prisoners. And what what an opportunity. How cool for the Warriors to say, hey, we know we, we've had interaction with this guy before. We know who he is. We see him trying to turn his life around. Let's give him an opportunity. And the players kind of embracing that as well. So on the 46 Sports Facebook page, that article's there? Yes. Okay. So is the next article that I'm going to bring up, Corey, which is kind of the antithesis of the Aaron Taylor story. <laughs> what in the world is going on out at USC? I've not heard about this. Okay. The USC Trojans had a homeless man spend several days, unknown to them, inside their football facilities, dining with the players sharing a hot tub with the players, and actually going out to practice. It wasn't until he tried to field punts that they realized, this guy's an imposter. He's not one of our players. The unidentified man reportedly is college age and was discovered at practice wearing number 87. The problem, the homeless man is 5'10", and the guy that's supposed to wear number 87 is 6'4". A little bit of a difference. But the fact that nobody is paying attention out there. This sounds like a Disney movie. So uh, here's the story from Bleacher Report. A man managed to field punts with the USC football team after sneaking into practice earlier this week. In a report from Scott Wolf of Inside USC that was confirmed by Fox Sports analyst Petros Papadakis, the man did more than just get onto the field. He shared a jacuzzi with some players inside the fa- practice facility <laughs> and ate at the team's dining facility. Wolf noted the man, who reportedly is known to USC security, was able to blend in with the players because he looks their age and could say he was walk-on. The man obtained a helmet, jersey, and cleats from inside the locker room and wasn't stopped by security because, well, he was in uniform. Security was called after a football staffer said, I don't recognize this person. A source with USC security team told Wolf that the man might still be out there if he didn't try to field punts because people with the team might not have noticed him. Wolf noticed 
Wolf noted that USC's McKay Center practice facility normally requires fingerprint access to unlock the doors, and the dining facility is usually staffed by athletic department employees, but the COVID pandemic may have changed some of those protocols. USC security had previously encountered the man after he was found inside McAllister Field, where the team plays soccer. By the way, the man also was staying... He was living in a luxury suite inside the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum. Now, when I posted this story, somebody said, I thought you were on vacation. I said I was. I was dining for free. (laughs) (laughs) I'm that guy. Enjoying a hot tub, staying in luxury accommodations. But how in the world, because obviously this guy was there for more than just an afternoon. Right. How in the world does that happen? And nobody, it shows you how big some of these college programs are. And how they've been flipped upside down during the pandemic. You know, they've let a few things either go to the wayside or they didn't think that part through. There might be a guy sleeping in the stadium. They don't have concerts in there. So they don't have constant staff, you know, looking in rooms or whatever. That's crazy. But what coach is sitting there saying... And and here's the second question. Where is number 87? Yeah, where's the 6 foot 4 guy? Yeah. What happened to him? <laughs> did she did he show up late that day and say, "Where's my uniform? Where are my cleats? <laughs> I'll go back to my dorm." Wow, that's fascinating. So, <laughs> may not rival the Newt Rockney story in terms of intrigue, but still. Did he get arrested? I don't know if they arrested him or what they did with him. They removed him from the team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wonder if in his mind there was a, you know, this might work out for me. Hey, if I'm good at fielding these punts, what if he had been good at fielding the What punts? if this guy How just... How long would he have been there? His new nickname was Wheels, and he was good. <laughs> then we would have had... Then we would have had the... Uh, the Golden State Warriors story, the feel-good part of that, hey, this homeless guy walked in, but he was really good. And we rehabilitated his life. Yeah, that's a Disney movie, or at least a Fox sitcom. I don't know. Somewhere in there. Look Trailers is searching for dedicated people to join their team. They're hiring immediately for skilled positions, including welders, starting at $21 to $25 per hour. If you're looking for work in a great atmosphere that's focused on safety, working smart, and bettering the team every day, then Look Trailers is for you. They're located only 24 minutes from Goshen and just 9 minutes from White Pigeon, Michigan. Their family of brands include Look Trailers, Pace American, Cargo Express, and Everlight Trailers. Fly online at looktrailers.com today. Look Trailers is an equal opportunity employer. Speaking of Fox... That brings me to overrated, underrated. Wow, okay. Because I put a name on your list, but that's not the first name I'm going with. Okay. The first name I'm going with is Jamie Foxx. Overrated, underrated. That's a fantastic name to bring to this segment. He uh, has had some hits, and he has had some misses. Uh, Let's go body of work. I'm going to take singing and music out of it. it. That's never been... That's not his forte. That's not his forte. He's dabbled in it. That's not... Is he funny? I think so. I think he's tremendously funny. Can I name five movies right now? I don't think I can. Uh, uh, but I do know that there's an Oscar in there. Ali. Yeah, he was the trainer in Ali. Ray. She got the Oscar for. Right. Um, Annie. 
Okay. <laughs> My family loves that version. Um, collateral. I think it's called Collateral, where Tom Cruise is the bad guy and yeah. he's the taxi driver. That's actually a really decent movie. Um, Django Unchained. I mean, it's an acquired taste, but that was that was decent. Critically, critically acclaimed. Yeah. Um, underrated. I think there's more to him. He just uh, hasn't had the right vehicles. I think he's a tremendously funny stand-up comic. I think on In Living Color. I mean, imagine him and Jim Carrey in the same cast. Uh, what was the sitcom? What was his big sitcom? Or am I thinking of Martin? Well, you're thinking of the Jamie Foxx show. Yeah, That's what it was called? Yeah. Okay. Um, does terrific imitations. Uh, you should hear his imitation of Doc Rivers, the coach of the 76ers. He, uh, Doc, of course, used to be the coach of the Clippers, and so Jamie Foxx would hang out with him at, in L.A., and Jamie Foxx does a terrific Doc Rivers imitation. Um, There's a I, great movie called Just Mercy mm-hmm. with uh, Michael B. Jordan. That was, uh, I think that came out uh, two years Not ago. Not too long ago, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. No, I think he's underrated, and I agree with you. I think that uh, put in the correct vehicle, he can he can be a dominant force out there. Yeah, he's got quite a resume on the movies. I just couldn't name them off the top. of Any my head. given Sunday, yeah. Oh yeah, he was the the wide receiver. He was yeah, or er, was he, he was the quarterback. quarterback? Yeah, he was the quarterback. Uh, the Kingdom is a good movie uh, from '07. Um. He could have been a better Spider-Man villain. Baby okay. Driver. I love the movie Baby Driver. He was... Yeah, he, he pushed my buttons in that movie. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say underrated. I feel yeah. good about that one. Dennis Rodman. My son's favorite Chicago Bull of all time. Really? Loved him some worm, especially after that last dance. Now, his daughter is now playing in the Women's Professional Soccer League. Is she? Yeah, she's 18. She scored a goal over the weekend. That's why his name came to mind for me. But overrated, underrated Dennis Rodman. I think he is a pivotal reason why they won those championships. I think uh, somebody had the, the right frame of mind to get him out of Detroit and get him on their team and get him under the skin of the opponent. Um, did he go on to win some more championships with other teams? Or was the Bulls run... Um, Detroit and the Bulls. I mean, that's... Was he, did he do anything with the Spurs afterwards? I, he might have been on a championship team there. You've yeah. got the Google machine up. Yeah. Uh, check out Mr. Rodman there. I don't know all the numbers, but I would say uh, underrated as a basketball player. I think he could have been a scorer. I mean, he was in college, obviously. But you look at the defense and the re- – here's a guy who knew his role with a team, accepted that role, mm-hmm. and played that role. Now, was he the greatest teammate? Probably not because, you know, he would go off and do – He was an odd duck. Wild and crazy stuff, whether it was with the WWE – or oh, just that's right, the hang, wrestling hanging out with Carmen Electra or Ugh. whatever. Um, you know, when he was off the court, he was a different duck. You're right. 
But on the court, he knew his role, he accepted his role, and he put 100% into that role. And quite frankly, he's a winner. Yeah. I mean, you look at his resume, there's no place that he went where he didn't win. Mm-hmm. So I would say Dennis Rodman, underrated. I drank the Kool-Aid uh, of Rodman, and I read, what book was that? Bad as I Want to Be. I read that in one day. Oh, I, I was so into it and his story. I remember uh, living on this side of town, south side of South Bend, read it in one day. A difficult upbringing. Yes. Uh, and went to a small college, what was it, northeast Oklahoma or something like that. So kudos to him. He he has basically, he's gotten a lot out of life. And let's not forget, he was the main prize winner in the 2004 edition of Celebrity Mole. Celebrity Mole. Okay. <laughs> You're going underrated? I'm going underrated. I'm going underrated as well. Uh, On behalf of the 46 Sports Twitter page fans, thank you for taking a week off. You needed to. You needed to. Really? Yes. Not in a bad sense like you're tweeting too much. You just needed to take a vacation. I did. And you did. And I appreciate the fact, you know, there were some people, a couple of people kind of took it the wrong way and thought that I was going to seek, you know, mental health help now um which actually the vacation was because i as i told my wife i said i really want to become a mental vegetable over the week and i did i sat there and i stared out at the gulf of mexico and i let the wind go through (laughs) my face and i just we literally did the exact same thing it all off did the same thing and it was enjoyable i'll give the matthew mcconaughey book a solid a minus him reading it to me, the audiobook. Now, see, I read it, and it didn't do as much for me as it did for you. Yeah, I could totally get that. Maybe the Audible version, maybe I should give that a shot. Mm-hmm. Because, now, I found some stories in there very enjoyable, but I think Matthew sees that as a self-help book or some of some sort. Matthew... I'm sorry, I was not born nearly as handsome as you. (laughs) Therefore, I could not take advantage of my good looks and weave my way into Hollywood and live the good life as you have. My big takeaway was how many times he's had to reinvent himself. Yeah. Which I I thought was very impressive. And and I think that's something that we all have to do. We have to transition. I mean, look at our careers and the fact that and now we deal with, well, we have podcasts, mm-hmm. which is not something that we probably would have envisioned five years five ago. Five years ago. Absolutely not. Yeah. So to all of you who listen to this podcast, we're terribly sorry that we're reinventing ourselves right now, <laughs> but we are. You're on Twitter, right? I am at 46 Sports. I'm back. Me baby. too. My I'm name back. is Corey. You're back. Have you done your first tweet since oh, you've been yeah. back? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You've been lighting it up. Ah, uh, four or five. Not bad. An hour. No. No, 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 no. (laughs) Hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. This has been episode 307. Until next time, Yak fans. Ooga Luga, Greg Luzinski, you bull, you.
We've had some fun, yeah, the show is done. Now we gotta run. It's Sport Check, Sport Check. Sport Check is not filmed in front of a live studio audience. We done. Sports Yak Podcast brought to you by Look Trailers. Searching for dedicated people to join their team. They're hiring immediately for skilled positions, including welders, starting at $21 to $25 per hour. Located only 24 minutes from Goshen, 9 minutes from White Pigeon, Michigan. Visit looktrailers.com. Look Trailers is an equal opportunity employer. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.